Hello, this is Tim Sheets coming to you with the, the plain talking pastor and I uh, wanted to come back and talk just a little bit more about the Micah passage that uh, talked about last time. So this is kind of a uh, part two, I guess, to that. But uh, there's some other things in that Micah passage that uh, I wanted to just touch on and uh, talk about a little bit and uh, I think are important. It's kind of, a, in some ways, this is kind of a behind-the-scenes kind of sermon prep for me. Um, I'm going to be preaching on this passage this coming Sunday, the fourth Sunday, fourth final Sunday of Advent, and um, this is the lectionary reading um, for this Sunday, Micah chapter five, verses two to five, and uh, this is kind of some sermon prep, just some ideas, and um, you know what I'm thinking about here with this passage of scripture in Micah and. How uh, you know, how and what this means, you know, for us, and um, just uh, just thinking about that. And so uh, I'm going to kind of pick up with verse four and just share a little bit uh, about that. But verse four says, "He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely. For then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth." And then just the very first part of verse five says, "And he will be." our peace, and He will be our peace. Um, verse 4, kind of the way that starts out, uh, what it says there, and uh, this is Micah, he's uh, you know one of those prophets who did bring uh, prophecies of judgment upon Israel and to Israel, but uh, he also kind of offers some, some little bits and pieces of hope, and in this prophecy we you know have this prophecy about, about Jesus, and about his story, where he's going to be born, Bethlehem, what he's going to be like. And he says in verse 4, Micah does, that he will stand and shepherd his flock. Now Jesus, in John chapter 10, refers to himself as the good shepherd. And when he does that, that statement connects him here to this prophecy that Micah gives in Micah chapter 5 about this individual coming and shepherding his flock. And all throughout the Old Testament... This idea of God as a shepherd is very prevalent. And I think of, you know, just what a shepherd does. You know, watches over the sheep. He lives with the sheep. He protects the sheep from enemies. Um, he guides the sheep. Um, just does a lot of... A lot of uh, a lot of just living life with the sheep. And all of this is perfectly summed up in the great shepherd psalm. And you probably know which psalm I'm talking about. Psalm 23. And I just want to take a moment and read that. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wow, what a great psalm. I mean, that just says 
says and describes um, our Lord Jesus perfectly and what he does. And that was the idea in the Old Testament of what this shepherd king is going to be like. And that's what Micah envisions. He will stand and shepherd his flock. He will stand and shepherd his flock. Another thing that's kind of interesting to me in this Micah prophecy is what he says there at the beginning of verse 5. And he will be our peace. And he will be our peace. Now a question that I've been kind of thinking about with this is what does it mean for someone else to be your peace? You know, because it says he will be our peace. You know, what does that mean? In the Christmas narrative in Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, the angels appear... uh, to the shepherds, and uh, they're praising God, and in verse 14, they say, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Kind of an interesting word here used in Luke, and very closely connected to this word um, peace is the word salvation. And you could easily interchange those. You use those synonymously. In verse 14, you could say, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth salvation to those on whom his favor rests. And so you have this idea of salvation and peace kind of going hand in hand. And if you know the Lord, you're following the Lord, you have a relationship with the Lord, you are on that journey of salvation, then you're going to know God's peace. You're going to have God's peace. And in Micah, when he uses that word peace, it's that Hebrew word shalom. Um, That word meaning completeness, wholeness, uh, uh, a peace that comes from being in a right relationship, uh, being in that covenant relationship with God, and we would refer to that all as uh, as salvation. Now what's interesting, one of the commentaries that I was using to study Micah, um, this commentary is called the Old Testament Library, Micah. It's by James Luther Mays, and in the commentary, he kind of offers up his, uh, I think it's his own translation of uh, this Micah passage, and he actually says in verse 5, his translation is, this shall be salvation. This shall be salvation. And so actually translates that word peace that's used there in Micah, he translates, translates, it, translates it excuse me, as salvation. And so, you know, what does it mean to let someone else be your peace. Well, it means that we realize that we don't have that peace within us. It means that we look that, you know, this other person does. Um, It's, think of terms of salvation. You know, we don't look at ourselves as being able to save ourselves, but we look at what Jesus did, the work Jesus did on the cross. He provided salvation. And so, We accept what he did, we receive what he did, and he is our salvation. And so that's a little bit, I think, of what it means to let someone else be your peace, is to look at that person and realize that everything the scripture says about them is true and it's trustworthy and to embrace it and to to take it in. And, uh, you know, what what a time right now where we are at in our world where we need God's peace. We need His peace, don't we? With everything going on in our world and uh, just the 
the tragedy in, in Connecticut and Newtown and what happened there. Um, it just it just leaves me speechless. But it's a situation where we we need someone else's peace because we don't have it. And this time of year, you know, especially with the loss of a child, is is very tough on families. And we need peace. And we need God's peace. And I believe that Micah is offering us some hope when he gives a statement that says, And He will be our peace. And He will be our peace. So what about you? Is Jesus your peace? Is Jesus your peace? If He's not, I, I wouldn't challenge you to think about why. Why isn't He your peace? If He is, you know, you've got that great hope to hold on to and continue to do that. So those last two passages there in Micah and his prophecy says, He will stand and shepherd His flock in the strength of the Lord in the majesty of the name of the Lord His God and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be our peace. What a great passage of scripture, and what a great hope that we have. And as we are coming towards this last Sunday in Advent, I just uh, invite you to reflect upon that, and that great truth of God being our wonderful shepherd, God being our peace, he, he's our salvation. And just think of those wonderful truths and enjoy it. Well, God's blessings to you and uh, grace and peace to all my brothers and sisters out here. We'll see you.